Welcome to the Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, we have yet another interview that Mike D'Angelo, Brian Farver, and I conducted recently. This time we chat with the star of the indie comedy film Shiva Baby, Rachel Sennett. Rachel Sennett is a young actress comedian that makes her featured film debut in Shiva Baby, which is a new comedy from the first-time filmmaker Emma Seligman. Sinnott has been sitting on the breakout performance in her festival, Darling, for over a year now, and finally the world is going to be introduced to her unique brand of comedy. Shiva Baby tells the story of Danielle, played by Sennett, a young Jewish woman that's graduating from college and doesn't really have much plan for her post-school life. So when she's forced to attend a Shiva by her parents, Danielle has to confront a ton of family, friends, and relatives who are constantly grilling her about her life's ambitions and goals. Oh yeah, and throw in the fact that her ex-girlfriend and her sugar daddy are in attendance, and you can see just how anxiety-ridden the young woman becomes. In the interview, we talked to Senate about Shiva Baby, how the film might be the scariest comedy of the year, and why it's great for bisexual representation, and how doing stand-up in the Zoom era is terrible. But before I throw it to the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, so stick around and listen to Mike, Brian, and myself speak to Rachel Sennett about Shiva Baby, which arrives in select theaters and VOD on April 2nd. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome actress, comedian Rachel Sennett to the Playlist Podcast to talk about her new film, Shiva Baby. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'd like to start by asking, how have you been eating and are you hungry? <laughs> I, that's great. I'm actually, I am hungry right now. I've been, um, but I had so much coffee that I know that if I ate, I would feel sick. Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of one of those wait till one kind of situations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, because we're on Zoom, we'd normally have like a whole bagel spread, but we don't. So yeah. I'm sorry. It's true. Yeah. But seriously, Shiva Baby is a film that's really funny, and you're really great in it. Play the lead, Danielle. And in our review of the film from last year, Christy Puchko said it was filled with, quote, pitch-perfect humiliation humor, uh, which I think is great. And she also says a lot of cringe, which, you know, true. But I describe it more of, like, uncut gems of comedy because the anxiety is ridiculous in this movie. And there's, like, I had, I experienced sheer terror watching your character deal with all this stuff. I mean, there's just so much shit that piles up over the course of the couple hours that's unbelievable. So how would you describe this movie? Not just as a comedy, but how would you describe it? And is this the most terrifying comedy of the year? Yeah, I think it's like one of, it's sort of the horror film of what it's like to be a woman and have all of your different identities collide. Um, Because I think it's, Danielle is, has different, parts to herself and they're all together in the house and um yeah I think that that is funny but it's also terrifying yeah I mean it's it's kind of the perfect storm of of horrible yeah I mean Emma does Emma the writer director did such a good job of adding like thing after thing after thing and I I remember after we so I initially was in the short film version of this and then she was, and then after the short, we became really good friends and we were like walking around this coffee shop and she was telling me like everything she wanted to put in the feature. 
and she would be like, and then the baby comes and then she hands it to her <laughs> and then they go up the stairs and then da, 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 da. and I was like, you're, this is crazy. Like, because <laughs> it's so much like thing after thing after thing. Um, but I think, yeah, Emma really writes like all these tensions in so well. Yeah, and that, that was actually kind of leading to a, to where I was gonna ask kind of, cause this did start as a short film when when it became a feature was it always just like okay we're just gonna take you and expand this or like what were the big you know changes and conversations that happened along the way um I think that yeah so when I first did the short that's when I first met Emma is auditioning for the short um and she just is such a talented director and writer and I loved working with her and then we just became really good friends. Like we went to South by for the short and we shared an Airbnb and it was just so fun. And we started writing a different script together. And so I think it just became, Emma wrote Shiva Baby by herself, but she would share drafts with me and I would send thoughts and we would just talk about the character. So I feel like it was this really natural growth um, of expanding. And I feel like there's so many things in the short that you want to see more of so it was sort of natural to expand them just want to say um i'm coming in very fresh i literally just finished this movie just a little while ago so i'm really uh focusing on the um there's you're still a, chaotic... a little tense is, is what you're saying <laughs> yes very much yeah there's a chaotic energy here and i was curious uh what that was like on set and did it feel chaotic at all or was it difficult to keep that anxiety up for the shoot? I, I just don't want you to ruin the illusion that you guys were just joking and laughing and, and having a blast, you know, between takes or anything like that. Well, I would say for the anxiety that Danielle has, Emma and I worked before and sort of charted each scene, like what level of anxiety is she at? So it doesn't feel like one note. And then for on set, I mean, we were all, this is literally impossible now because it's Corona, but we were literally all in this house, this little house. It's like August in Brooklyn. It was so hot. We, the house like didn't really have air conditioning. So what they had to do was put all these like portable air conditioners in the room. Do you know the kids room where, um, yeah. Yeah, they, they put them all in that room because it was like small and easy to cool quickly. And then in between takes, like all the actors would like run into the little room. Um, oh, oh, and like the smell of cream cheese was like walking <laughs> through yeah. every day. So it was, it was definitely like chaotic in those terms, but yeah. Emma's so calm and like grounded that it was, it's still like, it felt very like centered, even though it was like, everybody's running around wow. nobody knocked over like the old women or anything like that <laughs> no but it was it was I was like this it's so crazy like it was just like a a jumble of people and there were and so many older people too where it's like you're like you can't you can't run through the house for sure mm. <laughs> sexuality to to change subjects <laughs> sexuality is such a big part of this film uh with your character's bisexuality being something that her parents view almost as shameful of course there's the whole sugar baby aspect on top of this also so when danielle seems to weaponize her sexuality in the film uh to antagonize her parents and also to 
complicate another relationship in the film. What do you think that that added to the character? And do you think Danielle's like justified in weaponizing her sexuality that way? Well, I think, I don't know if uh, I see it as her weaponizing her sexuality. I, I actually feel like her, I, I think this character is really important for bisexual representation in film because it shows such like a nuanced depiction of it where her parents, like her mom is, is says the line of like, I lived through New York in the eighties. Like I know, don't tell me blah, blah, blah. And her parents are like supposedly supportive, but at the same time are kind of writing off her bisexuality as like a phase. And I think that's um, important. I think it's like, they're supposedly supportive, but everyone's kind of quick to say like, this isn't really real, you know? Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you are raised Catholic and not Jewish, correct? Mm -hmm. <laughs> same here, same here. I know there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> there is, uh, yeah. But, you know, it's obviously steeped in like so much like Jewish culture and tradition. Did you have to get like a crash course when it came to like, you know, going to Shiva or uh, like, was it kind of just in the script and you could like feel it all? Um, I had this conversation initially with Emma when I was doing the short, um, and we talked about a lot of crossover between our families because I have like a big Italian Irish Catholic family and it's the same thing with the like, you're eating too much, you're eating too little, it's now it's more, now less, like back and forth and like, um, yeah, we talked about that, but I do, there was things that are specific to the Shiva that Emma talked to me about like when all the prayer books fall and Danielle kisses them before putting them back up on the table, like things like that, where we would talk about it before so that I like understood the, the importance of it. You, you mentioned just quickly, you mentioned the, the scene where she kisses the, the, the religious books and, and that scene, you know, you literally have all eyes on you and, and then you're asked to do this like hugely emotional scene. What was that like? Cause I mean, again, this is like your first major feature and there are some serious actors you're going up against. So <laughs> was that like terrifying? I was, you know, I think whenever you have like a day where it's like, it's your cry day. Like you, <laughs> you like wake up in the morning and you're like, okay. Like, cause you know that you'll do it, but it's like, I feel like whenever I have to do something like that, like I like don't really eat lunch and like the whole day I'm kind of like weird. Like I'm like listening to my headphones. And then it's like, once you do it, I think it just, ha it almost like washes over you because all of those people are looking at you and it like feels embarrassing. Um, and um, Emma's again, like the best. And she just like knows how to like give you the space of like, do you need a quiet moment? Do we need to like talk about whatever, you know? And so, but I definitely like woke up being like big day. Like <laughs> <laughs> that didn't psych you out. No, I think that's like part of, you know what I mean? Where you like, um, I think it's just like you, you, no matter what I would do that, like for any project where it feels like something like of important, but I feel like that's just natural. I wish I could wake up and be like, 
another day. <laughs> I imagine I'm, that's what Meryl Streep does. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> whereas not yet, we wake yet. up, yeah, I was just going to say, is whereas we wake up, we're like, not going to cry today. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As um, I stare at my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> Will not, I won't do it. <laughs> so the, this this film hinges so much on the anxiety of lying about like your station in life and trying to impress people that are, you know, constantly looking to judge. And uh, early in the film, your character asks her parents uh, what her uh, soundbite is, and which is code for what are the lies I'm telling your friends and her family? Like, have you ever had your own soundbite? Like at family functions, do you have to lie about your comedy career and acting and, oh, I'm going to law school, you know, anything <laughs> like that? Well, I, I really connect with Danielle's journey of like, it's loving, but it's criticism from your family. And when I, especially when I first started doing stand up, like I was raised pretty religious. I didn't really, I wasn't very like sexually open. And then I feel like I went to college and I was like, I'm rebelling, like, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of my stand up at the beginning, I mean, it's still this way, but it was less good, but I was just <laughs> talking very openly about um, my sexual experiences and I was tweeting about them. And like, I just think some of my family didn't get it because they're like, why are you talking about getting fingered online like publicly every day people are like, reading this Rachel people are reading this <laughs> and so I think that was I think that was kind of like a growing pain where and I think maybe some of my extended family kind of is still like what is this versus I think mm -hmm. my immediate family now understands why but oh my god I have a memory of my dad coming to a comedy show where I was like don't come and he was like I really want to see you. And then he like, was like, I'm here in the, in like this, like dingy little bar. And like, I had five minutes total and they were about being fingered. And I was like, okay, well you chose to come. So yeah. and now he like gets it and whatever, but. Oh, was that his never again moment? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so when you say don't come, I won't come. <laughs> no, now well, he's, really supportive and he comes to shows but I think he it was like it took a little to sink in sure yeah so like we were saying before Shiva Baby is it's it is a comedy it's just a very dark comedy and the tone of your your stand-up and those like I own Rachel are single shorts which I went through all of them this morning they're hilarious does it does it make you want to go into these like deeper dramatic wells or are you like let's do the the call your mother stuff and, and kind of cleanse myself for a little bit or do you kind of see yourself kind of bouncing back and forth I would I want to bounce back and forth I think I I love doing a range of stuff like Shiva Baby is a comedy even though it's dark and dramatic um yeah I think ideally what I would love to do is just be pushing forward a bunch of different boxes at the same time or different things and then like I haven't been able to do stand-up this year except for like online when that comes back I want to get back to that but I, I want to do more indie films and do bigger um comedies so I think I just want to do it all 
what's stand up been like in this? Yeah, I was just thought that, oh, that sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, I did a Zoom show where it was like just me. So it's like, imagine this, but it's just you. And I'm like t- doing stand up, and people are commenting like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> and then after oh man. LOL. LOL. It was just brutal. And then you like shut your computer screen and then you're kind of like, (laughs) like it's so, it's just, I just miss, I just miss live performance. I miss like the shows that I I did a show with my friend Moss called Puke Fest. And it was like, it felt like a party every time. It was just so fun. And I really miss that too. And the community, because like I would see my friends every other night without having to try because we were just all on shows and it was, I missed that a lot. Yeah. So speaking of the pandemic, Shiva Baby is a film that was supposed to be, it was basically the breakout of South by Southwest, even though that film festival was canceled last year. Then the pandemic kind of forced the film to hold off until TIFF, which was like six months later. And over that stretch, you see these reviews, which people are like, oh my God, Rachel Sennett, the next big thing, right? And you can't talk about it really because the film isn't out. And now a year later, the film's finally getting getting released. So how terrible has it been waiting between South By and TIFF and then from TIFF until now? I am very excited for it to come out. I am like, I also, I haven't seen Emma in person in like a year and she, she's coming to LA very soon. And I'm like, I'm gonna like combust when I see her because (laughs) it almost is like nothing feels real because everything is just like an email or a text. And then it's like, we've done like a million like wine over Zoom being like, yay. Like it just, it, it doesn't, it's not, I just am so excited to celebrate with her. And, and I think that'll make it feel all like, oh, it's like happening. Um, but yeah, I know I, I've been posting like, especially because of the short too. Like I'm like, I feel like I've been like posting the same still for like the bagel years. one. The bagel one. Cause yeah. we did, I mean the short film, it's like a different picture, but I was like, I'm just so, I just can't wait to like share it with everybody. Yeah, that's great. Well, at least you have another picture to share. The poster is great. Uh, you're still yes. holding a bagel, but it's it's great. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So also just one last question because this film's coming out now in select theaters of course but theaters you know depending on where you are especially where you are they're not really available and vod so everybody can see it is the is it a little bittersweet that the film isn't getting kind of this red carpet or are you uh just like you said excited that you know people can watch it and share their little instagram stories with you i think it's it is bittersweet but i do think that at the same time, I'm really happy that it was still able to have, like, that it's still able to have buzz and have a release, like, in the middle of a pandemic. And also, I mean, I'm like, I'll never forget it. I'll never, I'll never forget my pandemic film premiere. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like there is, I guess it's like trying to look at the positives of it. Um, and also it is nice to see like the film community come together for like South by and TIFF where it's like, even though we can't be in a movie theater with a bunch of people, you, you still have people being supportive. So it, it almost is a really good time for independent films to be like 
jumping out on VOD just because people are so content hungry right now. Yeah. Everybody's just looking for for something new. And, and this is a really great one to just kind of be like, well, that's a fucking interesting cover. I got to check out this <laughs> <laughs> right away. When you're when you're browsing the online blockbuster, exactly. when you're looking yeah. at the covers. Yeah, oh. I know. We're so old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we have to wrap up, but I want to thank Rachel Sennett once again for joining us to talk about Shiva Baby. Uh, It's hitting select theaters, like I said, in VOD on April 2nd. And also, for those listening, do yourself a favor and give her a follow on her social media because she's hilarious. Awfully, if the story about her father is any indication, that's kind of what you get on Twitter. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, enjoy because it's quite a a follow. But yeah, thank you, Rachel, for joining us. It's been awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one.